Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, personal development, helping people, and all the things it takes to help you live a strong, joyous life. Today, I'm going to share with you an episode I did on Rock Bottom Syndicate with my guest, Dr. Gail Myers um, out of Vermont. She's an integrative practitioner and an MD, and so you'll see why when you listen to the show uh, where it first aired on Rock bottom where she shared a rock bottom episode in her life and then what it's done to help her be a a more comprehensive practitioner and uh, really understanding compassion and all the things that uh, we need as uh, to be totally well so enjoy this episode of totally well show which is a replay from rock bottom syndicate enjoy Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Bottom Syndicate. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. Rock Bottom is about people who have a story to tell. They've hit rock bottom, something's happened in their lives, and um, and they've had challenges. And it's an opportunity to demonstrate perspective and resilience and what we can learn from those times. Certainly, you can all relate now that the globe is in a pandemic with coronavirus. My guest in this episode is Dr. Gail Myers. I'm going to include all the information in the show notes, but just know that she's a a physician, integrative practitioner in um, Vermont, and her her, um, website is Health Health Conscious Inc., and she's also a teacher uh, teaching intuitive awareness to professionals, and we talk about that in the show. Uh, Her experience was uh, involved a car accident where she was in a near-death experience, a very severe car accident with many years of having to heal. And that wasn't her first rock bottom because she also had health issues prior to um, to doing um, prior to the accident and um, really helped her to forge her integrative medicine practice because she was traditionally trained as an MD. So she gets into all of that as well. And uh, just all of her gifts and the way she's put it all together um, has made her a unique person to be able to, um, to be one of the helpers. I hope you'll reach out to Dr. Myers, Gail Myers in Vermont. And again, everything's in the show notes. And I'm so grateful to have you here on Rock Bottom today. If you need me, reach out. You know I love to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to listen and um, help you through your rock bottom and help you once you do help others. So thanks thanks so much for tuning in today to Rock Bottom Syndicate. Welcome, Dr. Myers. Um, so happy to have you. Just at the start, I love to have you tell people how to find you so that I don't forget to ask you later. All right. I know you have two websites, right? Yes. And thank you so much for having me on today. The name of my practice is Health Conscious Inc. And people can reach me at healthconsciousinc.com. That's my website for my practice. And I also am the co-founder and co-director of the Intuitive Awareness Center in Georgia, Vermont. And that website is intuitiveawarenesscenter.com. Very good. Um, And I also, in our preamble, when we were chatting earlier, I want to remember to ask you about something because of... Since we met, the coronavirus pandemic um, has hit us, and uh, everything has changed so much. And I know you have some offerings coming up to help people, and I want to remember to ask you about that. What's coming up for you that you're doing to help people? I will be offering meditation for professionals and um, another meditation for everyone for intuitive tools to increase, um, to release stress and increase resilience. That sounds like something would be really helpful for some of our uh, first responders and medical people. And yeah, so thank you so much for offering that. I think it's just, you know, great, great timing and and you have the tools to, to do it. I know a little bit about your story, your rock bottom story, and I'm going to leave it to you to tell, um, tell what happened uh, to you and how it changed you. And um, um, thank you again for being willing to be vulnerable today and tell us about your story. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, I had, as the name of my business is Health Conscious, the name of my practice, that's how I was living, Health Conscious. 
and I was um, healthy and doing uh, lots of traveling and doing some teaching, but mostly my practice and traveling and um, <clears throat> I was doing all kinds of physical activities, hiking and skiing and and working out and doing interval training and weight training. So I was really active and healthy. And I had been through quite a, a journey prior to this to restore my health. And I was very healthy, pain-free for quite a while. And then on January uh, 19th, 2011, I had seen my bookkeeper was driving back home and it was a very snowy, icy day. We had had a huge snowstorm. So all I could see in front of my car were tire tracks to guide me. Hmm. And I saw someone in a red pickup truck driving, weaving in and out of the passing lane and going way too fast. Mm -hmm. And as he approached my car, I was going south, he was going north, his front left tire caught and he was sucked into the median. And instead of going poof into two feet of snow, like most cars do in Vermont, it turned his truck 90 degrees and he shot across, catapulted across the median. And I knew I was going to be hit. Mm. My first response was, I'm going to be hit. And I began being a doctor in thinking, okay, I, I didn't even have time to look in the rear view mirror. Is there someone behind me? Now, this is rural Vermont. There were probably five cars on the highway that day. But is there someone behind me? I don't want to slam on the brakes. I don't want to have two collisions. I don't want to have a rollover um, accident because I know what that's going to do to my body and my nervous system. So I took my chances at that moment in time, I had been studying with a meditation teacher, Michael Tamura, for about 10 years and learned some meditation tools. And one of them was grounding, mm -hmm. being grounded in present time. And so he used to joke about, you know, practice your grounding because if a Mack truck is going to hit you, you don't want to have to think about, well, how do I ground? So I became, I was always grounded, but extremely grounded in that moment in time. Mm. And as I'm watching him come across the highway and about to be hit, and I became extremely grounded and present. And as I'm holding on to the steering wheel, suddenly my body and my energy field became a field of golden crystalline light and I was pure consciousness and I was at peace. Mm -hmm. A collision happened. We entangled and went off the road, off the highway and um, the airbags went off and, the, and the, all the alarms were blaring and I realized I had survived and I was so grateful that I had survived. And the first thing, of course, I did was my hands my hands work mm -hmm. because I make my living with my hands and they were okay. But the impact, which was later recorded to be 105 miles an hour of the combined two vehicles. Mm -hmm. So 105 miles an hour, that impact came into my chest and, and I was severely whiplashed and all the airbags had gone off. So I realized that I was alive and at that moment, I couldn't open my door, and I just sat. Obviously, I'm a physician. I'd worked in the emergency room 20 years previously, so I knew not to move. Mm -hmm. And at that point, my spirit, or you could say my soul and my body, had a conversation in which I committed to my body that I was not going to leave it no matter what. Because in a near-death experience, it's really easy to just leave. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm out of here because this is too scary. But I remained present, promised my body I wouldn't leave it no matter what, unless it died on me. The second thing I did was I forgave the man who hit me because I didn't know if I was about to die. I didn't want to take that with me. Mm -hmm. And the third thing that happened that is so important and it's so relevant to today and COVID is that I knew that the person I had been the second before the accident and the person I was in that moment 
were two different people and I could never go back. Mm -hmm. And if I tried to go back to the person I was before the accident, I would just suffer. So everything was new. Everything was a discovery. And that's a good thing because I... I was so severely injured from the accident that took five years to recover. Mm-hmm. And the pain levels were, I mean, it was really narcotic pain level for two years while I was recovering. So I had the opportunity to apply everything I know about healing to myself. So that was the beginning of the journey. So the ambulance crew arrived and took me to the emergency room where I had been an emergency physician 20 years previously. And it was, it was really interesting. I saw a nurse, a lovely nurse that I hadn't seen in a long time. And she said, well, apart from this, how's everything going? (laughs) (laughs) And so I put it in perspective. And so I went home and um, was released from the hospital and began my journey. And so everything, everything was new. Everything, I, these were pain levels unknown to me. And I had known chronic pain for a very long time um, because I'd had a lot of TMJ issues and neck pain and all kinds of um, chronic fatigue. And I was able to, through my integrative medicine training and knowledge and functional medicine, and a great team of orthodontics, uh, orthodontists and dentists restore my occlusion, my, my bite, and my neck pain was greatly improved. And I was so grateful that I had paid attention to that before the accident, because if I hadn't, I probably really, truly would be disabled from it, because the impact was so much... I had three discs in my neck, three discs in my low back, and nerve shear down my leg. Um, every ligament in my body, except for my hands and my and my feet, literally, were injured, and and I had a knee injury. So it was the beginning of this journey, and um, everything was changed. That the person I had been, and how I'd practiced, and how I'd lived my life was totally um, not there anymore. And so I had gone from being this really functional, very healthy, vibrant person to someone who couldn't even lift a glass of water. So as physicians, and you know, as a nurse, we are trained to override our body's needs to just keep going. And we're kind of the last to take care of ourselves because we're ta- so focused on taking care of others. So I had to really switch that around. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was going to heal, I had to focus on myself. I had to go from being very independent to asking for help, mm-hmm. to be driven, to be going to, um, my bookkeeper said, wow, you've got to go to all these doctor's appointments. It's like, yes. And I'm not going to drive down the road looking in the rearview mirror. I'm going to look ahead. Mm -hmm. So I began to focus on what I could do. So the first thing was I'm alive. Yes, it hurts to breathe. Yes, it hurts to move. Yes, everything hurts, but I'm alive. So that was my foundation. So I use these tools that I teach now for my healing as, as my really the true foundation for how I would heal. So I listened to my intuitive awareness, my inner knowing to guide me what would be the best way. And it was a discovery because um, I had to do different types of therapy. Um, One of the things I do in my practice is biodynamics of osteopathy in the cranial field. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I needed to be treated, but there was no one in my area at the time that could treat me. So I found I had to teach someone that had a colleague that had had some training. I had to teach her how to treat me as I was in this recovery. And, and interestingly enough, so the whole journey, I just let go of what used to be, and I focused on what is it right now 
that I can learn, that I can do, that I can create anew. And so that was an example. And then, so that was nine years ago. And what I didn't realize was that it was going to take me into a deeper training so I could work with osteopaths. So everything, everything in the journey was for me to learn and to utilize, to heal, but also to teach, to live, to teach. Mm-hmm. So I, I used uh, a specific, so I had my team of angels, my doctors, mm-hmm. and they were amazing and they were always encouraging me. So one of the things that I did every day was to focus on what I could do, not what I couldn't do. I have so a question I, about, I have a question. Did you go through any period of grieving uh, when you let go of that past, like go of who you used to be? Did you, were you, were you so much attuned to this already that you, you shortened that period? Typically, like when we were doing our preamble, I was telling you how since the pandemic hit, I had a little period of grieving. I, I, I think of it as grieving because I was so frustrated that I couldn't be who I was the day before, a couple last week, and now this week I'm, I'm just not as efficient. And anything like that happened in this process for you? For me, uh, yes and no, mostly no, because I was so grateful to be alive. Yeah. It's like I can, I, it, there's no point I mean, I would look at what I used to be able to do and know that if I can even get close to that again, I will be so grateful. So I kept envisioning my health. I kept in, so that's one of the principles in osteopathy is the health. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kept focusing on my health and my wellness and my well-being and how am I well today? Even though everything hurts, movement hurts, um, my energy level went to probably 5% from what it was. And so, but I have that 5%, I'm alive. And so that really, for me, the bigger piece was the fear, the fear of being disabled, the fear of not being able to function in my life. And so that was something I had to really overcome and manage the PTSD of getting in a car and driving. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was intense and yet I still have to get around. So again, I use these tools in order to stay grounded and present. And it was a journey. I mean, it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So in terms of like with COVID, it, this it's different in that for me having had the near death experience and and gratefully surviving put it in perspective so how i'm trying to help people put this covid in perspective is first focus on your wellness mm-hmm. you know first focus on how grateful it how wonderful it is to be alive and to be in your home and even though people are home and they're all working from home and they have children at home and everything's changed but it's a great opportunity it's a great opportunity to pause and to see her life differently I have my, I have my little notebook here I start my day I write the date because I lose track of what date it is because I'm yes. <laughs> and then I wrote Joyce I love you I remind myself and then I wrote I'm grateful for my health <laughs> yay <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly it. Because without that, it's going to be very, very difficult and very different. And so we have an opportunity. I mean, the the COVID experience for all of us is changing us entirely. And it can change us in a really great way. Because we can begin to, again, focus on gratitude. We're here we're alive, we're well, we have so much to offer. And maybe it's not in the same context as we were doing before, but we have something to offer. And maybe it's something new and different or something you've always wanted to do. And discovering that 
And so it's helping us to focus on our bodies and taking care of our bodies before people were going to work being sick and not, you know, really considering how, I mean, maybe they were, but a lot of times people work because obviously they have to work, we have to work and we're going in sick. And so how is that affecting the other people? And so now that's really helping us reframe that entirely. Yeah, that's a big shift. Yeah. And our community, how are we helping and affecting our community? And, and all of a sudden, we're being grateful for the people that we've taken for granted or ways in our lives that we've taken for granted. Mm-hmm. So we have a great potential here to come out of this actually stronger, healthier, more um, considerate, mm-hmm. and and more creative in ways that we hadn't been expressing ourselves. So I've been reminding people, this is a great opportunity to go do something. Maybe you want to paint. Maybe you want to write. I asked my grandson, um, who's 15, what are you doing? Because he's brilliant and he can get his schoolwork done in a very short time. So what are you doing? He said, I'm teaching myself piano. Ah. So it's, can you, are there books you've wanted to read? Is there writing you've been wanting to do? Painting, dancing, what, you know, maybe redecorate a room in your home or something that you've been trying to get to. So it's a way to appreciate life. I think it's, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining my daughter and son-in-law now with their five children and her job took her traveling um, to, you know, Chicago and they live here near me in Massachusetts. And I, I, she has five kids. I had five kids and I'm like, oh, she's missing so many things. And now she is home. And I, I keep thinking, she doesn't realize it now because she's got um, five month old twins um, um, and the other three are under six, <laughs> so it's noisy there, and it's a lot of commotion. Um, but she's going to be grateful that she was there now, and now she can see her husband has been home when she traveled, and she can see how hard he's been working. And um, you know, so I'm I'm thinking they having well, they always had dinner together, but when she traveled, they couldn't. So there's so many benefits and surprises that they're going to be able to look back on. They're involved in it more involved in their children's education. Um, they're using technology now for as part of it. They they're realizing things can be done differently. So this disruption is is has a silver lining for sure. Definitely, and I like what you said about surprises. It's like if we can find the surprise in and surprises in the day, it's really um, another way to make it very positive in the long run. Yeah, I I can think back, you know, um, in my practice, if I could have never had a brick and mortar office and worked from home and um, spent more time in the yard, maybe had a garden and did more, had more opportunity to, because I have six acres here. So I have, you know, I, I could do a lot of stuff I like to rollerblade and skate and all of that is possible now. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm like, I really have my dream job. now. <laughs> um, I got rid of all my offices. And so it's, it's funny that, you know, if you put it in the right perspective, um, and yeah, it's still hard because we have to figure out regroup financially and all those ways, but it will happen. But it's another opportunity. I go back to those in our intuitive awareness. We have this inner guidance. And if we can start listening and applying it in all the different ways in our lives, then it's going to be uh, much easier to navigate through this. If we keep focusing on how hard it is or how inconvenient it is, then it's just going to be more difficult. But if it's more of a creative process, much like a child, you know, like, what can I learn today? How can I do this differently? Oh, look at that. Yeah, you get to rollerblade. You get to do fun things. And the other thing is that it's giving us time to do fun things that we hadn't done before because we're so busy in our lives. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I knew that. I mean, I knew for many years I had a, a medical transcription business and it was just, you know, one foot in front of the other every day, every day. And I missed a lot of my, even though my kid, I worked from home a good number of years. Um, I missed a lot because I didn't, I didn't like look at anything but what was right in front of me. Um, and it's only when we stop uh, that something changes for us and that we notice. And we can go years like that. A lifetime. And so yeah. this is sort of everybody's rock bottom moment. And yeah. yet what I was also reflecting on as I was preparing for this interview with you is that our rock bottom moments are really an opportunity to create something new. Yeah. And in doing so, life will be different and it will be better. Yeah. Well, one of my rock bottoms was getting breast cancer. And it's done nothing but um, but help me to pay attention to my health. And um, I think you also said that the way um, you relate to your patients and understand your patients has changed from your, from your accident. Very much so, because now the doctor's a patient. And it wasn't just a week or two. Mm -hmm. It was a five-year journey. And it, it gave me so much compassion and so much understanding. And, when the, and people come in and they go, I'm so tired. And it's like, that's normal. You're supposed to be. Your body is healing if they've had trauma or surgery. And to understand the fear of, well, what happens now? You know, it's always been like this, but what and the what ifs? It's like, don't go with the what ifs, go with the what's possible. And just helping to support them, to let them know that it's really okay, that what they're experiencing is okay. If the fear's there, it's okay. If the sadness is there, it's okay. And it can change. You don't have to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. You can let it go and see the, it, for me, the gratitude was so important because in the more you are grateful, the more opens up to be able to receive. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I do is start every day writing down 10 things I'm grateful for. And usually the list goes on and it doesn't take a, just a three or four minutes, yeah. but it resets the whole day in gratitude for what is. And then the next day I can see, wow, there's even more to be grateful for the same or something different. And I'm sure that you discovered that through your journey. So what I have really come to understand about trauma and illness and say even this pandemic that we're in which is historic and life-changing for the entire planet mm -hmm. is that it's an opportunity to learn it's an opportunity to do something different it's an opportunity to create a new way of living and being and relating to life and it's a new way to take care of ourselves so this journey for me made, made me take care of myself. And the, the recovery time was so long that that's baseline now. So it's not like, you know, when you get the, this is not a good analogy, I was going to say to get the flu. Um, if you get a cold and you know you're going to get over the cold, then you just kind of go back to life the way it was. Yeah. But if you get something like what you had or what I experienced and, and now what we're going through on the planet, it's, it, it, you don't, you know, you can't go back yeah. and you don't really, you don't want to. I mean, it's like now taking care of myself is fundamental instead of, oh, I'll get to that. Now I know that if I don't do that, everything else from there isn't going to be, um, is not going to unfold in a healthy way for me. I'm better off if I get enough sleep, if I exercise, if I eat well, if I meditate, if I, um, if I, if I um, 
connect with the people I love and the things that I love. And fortunately, I love my practice. I love my patients. I love my students. I love what I do. And so find what you love in life. And, be, and as you're grateful for that, it amplifies. Yeah. Have you found that yourself? I have. And I, I got this image that just came to me of, you know, when you plant a seed, I always think of this in terms of like the kids at preschool or first grade and they're, they're planting their seeds and they bring it home and it's like just soil. There's nothing there. And it takes time for the thing to come up and the patience. And I, and I know when people come to see me, one of the, one of the things I do now is I, I always do this. I'm like, it takes, you got to get a change your perspective and your, the, the, the time it takes is much longer than you realize, but it, it's the journey. It's the enjoyment of this, the steps there. Um, and letting things, yeah, letting, allowing the time for it to happen because it, it won't, it, it, it can't happen in a shorter time to change, true, you know, growth and, and um, whether it's healing or often people will come and say they want to lose weight or they want something um, and it's, it, they want this, um, th- their gut to heal overnight. And I'm like, it takes time. <laughs> and Yes, exactly. It takes time and it takes its own time. Mm. Some journeys are shorter than others. Some are longer. I'd always been a a fairly quick healer. And with all the tools that I have, I thought, okay, I'll be over this in six months. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) A year? No. And after two years, I finally said, okay, this is going to take as long as it takes. Mm -hmm. And when I really let that go, that's when everything began to um, shift in such a profound way that I could really enjoy the time and the journey and know that in that interim that it takes, however long it is for each one of us, there we won't know until we're down the road what the higher purpose was or mm-hmm. what, the, what the gift was in it. I had so many gifts that I came out of that experience with. And um, again, changing my practice and who I am and, and how I have a, a greater depth of understanding and compassion for patients. Of Early on um, the first year, I, my co-director and I, Gwyneth Flack, um, decided that we were going to do a long two-year intuitive um, tools class. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a course, and it's called Clairvoyance, and it's seeing clearly. It's not what you think of as, you know, most people, you know, we're not looking into crystal balls. We're we're looking um, with our awareness at what is true and what isn't true for us. And so that led to, we taught for two years, and then that led to establishing the Intuitive Awareness Center because our students have stayed with us now for um, eight years. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it continues to grow. So the gifts in all of it were just, and, and they continue to unfold because now I'm writing Mm-hmm. And that's another big project that I'm working on and um, doing a little bit of blogging. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things I did um, when, as the COVID um, was unfolding, just in the beginning, like mid-March, I, I wrote a blog of 10 things to help boost the immune system. Mm-hmm. And they're all lifestyle things that we can do. And those are things that's like a checklist for living that we, when in our busy lives, we don't, well, I'll get to exercise tomorrow or I'll eat better tomorrow or Mm -hmm. drink more water. Oh yeah. I don't usually drink enough water. It's like, this is a good time to implement all the things that are nurturing for us. I love that you got into that because I, I wanted to ask you today with um, with all the you know CDC recommendations. There's this social or physical distancing and hand washing and things like that, and not so much about 
and there and then they're saying and if you have an underlying condition already you're mm-hmm. more at risk and so my message has been I help you mitigate your risk. I help you reduce your risk, not just for coronavirus, but other diseases out there or infections that will come your way. So what can we do to make us stronger? That's the lesson I got out of breast cancer is how how do I become a stronger warrior? Because I am the host if I have this. And so how will my body, and, and so little emphasis has been placed on that. So I was I was hoping you were going to give us a few little nuggets of what we can do um, t- now, and and people don't have to wait um, whether they've yeah. got it or not. They can do it now. This is some, one of the things they can do at home now. Right now, they can sleep. Yes, <laughs> sleep is key because that's when the immune system repairs. Yeah, hydrate is so important for our nervous system and our immune system. So our immune system can release the toxins and the cells can function. Um, And eating, eating, I call the anti-inflammatory diet, fresh fruits and vegetables, organic, if possible, Mm -hmm. um, high quality meats. If you are um, not a vegetarian Mm -hmm. Um, and exercise some form of exercise fresh air mm-hmm. in vermont we're very lucky we can open a window and get some fresh air um and get out and and walk even if it's for 10 minutes get out in the sunshine mm-hmm. appreciate take a moment of gratitude and appreciation for everything that you have um and the and meditate, whatever form of meditation works for you. Take some time to just quiet and let yourself go to a stillness that will allow the, the mind to just quiet down so that the sympathetic nervous system, our, our fight or flight, which is just like totally in alarm, can just quiet down and make your home a sanctuary for that so that you can Listen and and keep up with the COVID recommendations, but turn off the TV, turn off the technology and just go read a book or do something peaceful. And one of the things that came to me about hand washing is what if you take those 20 seconds and you use it as prayer Mm -hmm. and you use it to be grateful for and prayer in your own way for each one of us, pray for your health and well-being and gratitude, your family, your community, the healthcare professionals, and everyone who's helping us um, as we're now becoming so aware of all the people who work in the grocery stores and all the people who are trying to keep everything, the truck drivers, the people that are trying to keep everything moving for us so that we can be home and be safe. And so those are things that we can implement and hug somebody at home, love your family, and connect, connect socially, um, Zoom, FaceTime, so that you're not feeling so isolated. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the, um, the hand-washing prayer thing because when I go to wash my hands, I'm like, get those germs off of me. Like I'm, It t- definitely puts me in fight or flight. And you yeah. just changed it so much for me because now I can – it's just so just the thought of it. I think if you make a little, um, lo- a little video, a little live video of you washing your hands and, and saying that, I bet it would go viral in the good way. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, we want some good viruses out there. Yeah, something contagious that is is healing. But that is extremely healing. That really got that sent shivers down my spine. Oh, great! I'm so <laughs> glad. Yes, because it changes the perspective. Yeah, that's what it did. Yeah, and it, actually, you're giving yourself a healing. Yeah. And you're giving everyone a healing that you're sending that healing prayer to everyone that you're that in, is included, and your hands are washed, and now you can go do something else. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it yeah. from that perspective, which is nice. Yeah, yes. great. Thank yeah. you. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, I think you should. It would be it would be so helpful to so many people, and we're all doing it. So why not? Why not? It's it's such a great 
metaphor for what this whole message has been about today is is how do we flip it? How do we, you know, it, it, it's here. We can't go back. No. Um, and so how do we, how do we honor it and, and put it in a, a newer perspective that helps us? Yes. And I think for me, one of the biggest keys is it's helping us wake up to who we are. The, the viruses, they're smart, but we're much smarter. As human beings, we're so much smarter. And really being able to access that within us is gonna is key. And I and I and the other thing that's so important as we wake up is that we are one world because what happens in China doesn't stay in China. Yeah. It's everywhere. And so, but so are we, and so is the and Dominable human spirit. Yeah, yeah. And I, when we come out of this, it's going to be in a much. If we if we allow it, we're going to come out of it in in a much more unified humanity. And just looking at the earth and the changes in the climate, in the pollution, in the water, we're seeing how how we're affecting it. And so it's going to help us. I see it as a way to really help us um, be a, a healthier planet as we're healthier ourselves. Yeah, in the global sense, and then even in you know in our own country, the healthcare system it, it was broken before this happened. Yes, <laughs> and so now you know I think when when it's amplified the way it is, we can um, plan better and see the value of, you know, why you and I do what we do with, because we have such a focus on prevention is better than, you know, trying to heal from something. So, and that we actually can prevent um, things. People don't even realize that they have the power to prevent. They've been, you know, so, um, um, I don't know the right word to use there. I'm trying to not be judgmental because I don't like to blame any one thing, but, we're, we haven't learned yet um, that we have as much power as we do and control as we do. Yes, because we've, as I have, my training is in internal medicine. So I have the foundation of conventional medicine. And really it was through my own health issues early on. And I had also studied botany and ecology before I went to medical school. So I had more of an ecological perspective mm-hmm. and, and I, and I've studied many different forms of medicine um, that there, there's a real time and place for every single form of medicine but in terms of of wellness and being um, healthy and prevention and uh, really making the most of what the healthcare system can offer us in an acute setting, we have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so what COVID is helping us focus on is that we do have these lifestyle choices that are going to make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all responsible. I think. I, I think the idea of taking social responsibility hit me. You know, where where I'm hearing people verbalize that that it's our responsibility to protect ourselves and protect other people that we're in this together. And so, when I take care of myself, there are more resources available should you need them. Yes, one of the best things I've seen on social media with doctors, and you may have seen this, it's a sign that says, we do what you can't. Yeah. You do what we can't. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah. So they can't stay home. Yeah. We can. And one of the, the most moving, um, articles I've seen recently came out of the University of Vermont 
uh, Medical Center yesterday, and it was a graph. I don't know if it's appeared in other locations, but it's a graph of how one person contacts two or three people and eventually 400 and either nine or six people mm-hmm. can catch it. And if we socially isolate, it's going to go all the way down to two or three people versus 400 and over 400 people. So we have that. Now we, it's made it really clear to us that we have to consider ourselves and each other in our community and the, and the planet. And we don't, our, our immune systems are what take care of the virus. So that's the thing about viruses is that, I mean, they're working on a treatment, they're working on a vaccine, but in the long run, it's our immune systems that take care of this. And that's why when we do these lifestyle choices and habits it's like a checklist Mm -hmm. and if you don't get to all of them okay just go do a couple today and then do a few more tomorrow and before you know it you're going to be sleeping and feeling better and having more energy and drinking so you're going to have more energy and feel more um, vital and the foods that you eat that are nutritious are going to make you feel better. You're going to note there. I think people will have enough time to notice the changes. Yeah. yeah. So it's giving us an opportunity, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and that's how my habits are built little bits at a time. Just like what you said with the hand washing is when, how am I going to remember to pray, to be grateful and do my gratitudes and you just helped me stack those two things together. I'm not going to skip washing my hands. No. So I will always pray because I'm going to stack those two things together. So when you know the science of how habits are built. Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. And, and how many times are we washing our hands in the day? Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be really interesting and fun to notice what happens in a day or two if every time you're washing your hands, you're praying? Yeah. What happens to your outlook? Yeah. And if you just start with that one thing, what, what it can grow to and then stack another, you know, build another little thing, whether it's, you know, I like to track my sleep and see I get a sleep score on my Fitbit. And I know it's not super accurate, but it's, it's something, you know, it gives me some baseline or trend. And I'm aware, I'm aware of my sleeping and I'm certainly aware the next day how I feel. Yeah, that's great. And the other thing that we can do, I think is really important is to stop and do something fun, something that makes you laugh because laughter boosts the immune system. That's also on the list is laughter because it actually will help your immune system to function better. So those, and and it helps the nervous system to calm down because what we really want to do, and this is where meditation comes in, is is calm that sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, and then increase the parasympathetic, which is rest and relax so that we begin to be more uh, alert to the possibilities instead of everything that could go wrong. So I'm hoping in the bigger, bigger picture that it's going to help us refocus. Yeah. I love my creativity. And that's, it's so hard to be creative when you're, you can't be when you're in fight or flight, when you're, you know, operating, trying to operate out of the amygdala, you're, you're just can't be. And so this is definitely helping with, you know, just problem solving and different ways to do things and you know it's just feels and it's also to me the fountain of youth because it because that feeling of learning something new you feel like a kid again right yes yeah and and then that discovery that's also very healing yeah yeah well we're about out of time i want to make sure and by the way i'm going to include a link to that blog post because i think that's so helpful uh, in the show notes. So uh, for our listeners, is there anything I forgot to ask you that you wanted? I know we can't talk about everything today. I could talk all day with you. You're just so beautiful and hopeful. And uh, I just want to make sure I haven't forgotten anything you wanted to mention. Thank you. My last 
um, piece that I would like to leave you and everyone with is trust your inner voice. Trust that inner knowing that comes in and that you could call it your still quiet voice that just knows the answer. Listen to that because that's what's going to help really set us free. Yeah, that's beautiful. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, Dr. Myers. You are just so lovely. I, I could just imagine being your patient or your student and seeing, you know, you will listen to me. You will let me tell my story. You'll, you won't judge me. You know, all the things that I've uh, feared as having a physician and a, uh, or a teacher. And um, you have some depth that is and unique and, and there's no one like you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And for you as well. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Dr. Myers. You're welcome. Hey, Coach Joyce, back here. Uh, Thanks to Dr. Gail Myers for coming on Rock Bottom Syndicate. This episode was so awesome. I'm going to share it on Totally Well as well because we really interweave the Rock Bottom um, episodes that Dr. Myers had in her life, in particularly her, her car accident, with what how it's changed her as a practitioner and increased her compassion and understanding, ha, ha, gave her a better understanding of the timeline it takes to heal um, and really bring together spirit and the body to uh, work together in a way that, um, that enhances life in so many ways. So thanks again to Dr. Gail Myers and all her information's in the show notes. Um, reach out to me as well if I can help. I'm at TotalWellCoach.com and I'd love to have you as a member of my inner circle. That's TotalWellCoach.Teachable.com. That's my inner circle. There's a lot of free stuff in there so you don't have to pay anything to come in and look around. Um, if you want to become a member, you get coaching plus you get discounts on supplements and things like that That um, and also access to all my courses and webinars. I put them all in this um, Teachable membership. So I'd love to have you join in and become one of my members. Um, so stay on the lookout for some things coming up with Dr. Myers. She's writing a book and she's doing um, a lot of webinars herself and making uh, her platform more accessible to more people now that we're into telemedicine and into um, doing Zooming and go to webinar and all those things. We were already there, but the health uh, healthcare people were a little bit behind the um the curve on this one and now we're catching up so we're really happy to be able to reach more people uh, remotely and uh, stay at home stay safe uh, wash your hands and while you're washing your hands say a little prayer and uh, hopefully Dr. Myers is going to do a video on that because we talked about that in the episode so thanks again for tuning in to Rock Bottom Syndicate